I'm a zombie! I've been bitten! You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy. I just, uh, I'm still coming down from some freezing at the dentist. I have a little bit of a, like a, if you hear anything wacky, it's just, uh, it's just my upper lip not working. Um, but I am joined by hopefully someone who isn't being affected by Novocaine. Uh, Lou, the busy zombie lord, how's it going? It's going, and I'm not affected by Novocaine, but uh, I am once again been infected by what's called a child with a cold. So I apologize now if I sneeze or cough during this thing, because uh, I'm feeling it again. I just got over being having a cold, and I, I got it again. I guess this is what they call having a... a, a, a seven month old i i said you know we held we didn't have daycare we didn't do daycare for our kids um because ashley was able to stay home but um it's one of those things as soon as you introduce them to other kids and other people uh it it's all you just you you have to soak it all in <laughs> like you were you were gonna get sick i had a i have a boss when i remember when he was when he had started having kids and his kids were in daycare. He was literally sick every day I saw him. And I think he just, he had a low immune system. And uh, yeah. I don't have a low immune system, but man, I, I'm fighting the cold every every couple of weeks now. And I'm like, come on. Yeah, those kids aren't fooling around. They're not fooling around. Um, and neither are we. We've got some, uh, we got a movie to talk about. We got Necropolis. We, to we talk. sure got a movie to talk about. Yeah, Return of the I'm Living Dead. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have some fun. We have some clips to help make it a little easier. Um, and uh, but before that, we've got the news. The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. All right, Lou. Have I told you how much I love having the sound? <laughs> yes. Yeah. We we have soundboard back. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so i'm slowly building it up um i'm gonna tell you right now that uh, this week's movie didn't add probably any to the uh to the collection but um rage of the oh, grave i think did so don't lie it you it, you added one you're just afraid to play it because it might make us have to be put on the uh the uh the uh watched language watch Oh, no, no, no. That that clip I'm playing once and in context, which is this is it was a terrible movie and they didn't know what was funny. <laughs> so and, and easily could have accomplished the same thing without using a, a very weird and gross way. Anyways, we'll get to it. Um, you can relax. The good guys are here. Exactly. We're the good guys. And we're here to talk about Fear the Walking Dead returning. How do you feel about April 11th, Lou? Would you like some fear? The Walking I would Dead. Here. Uh, in all honesty, it's the one of these shows I'm chomping at the bit to get back to. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, 
April 11th seems close enough. I mean, I know it's I know it's three months away, but they did add a couple of folks to the. Um, I'm excited to hear to hear about one of them. Yeah, John Glover, who his name does you know didn't do much for me. But then I I remember he was in the teaser for this for this next season that we got at the end of episode seven. Was it? Um, it's the it's Lex Luthor's dad, right? Lionel yep. Luthor. Yep. Lionel Luther, uh, he's also played the devil in a TV show called Brimstone on Fox. Uh, oh. He's been around. He was in a he was in a Bond movie as a villain at one point, like a henchman to the to the villain. Uh, he's been around. Yeah, and then this other one, Nick Stahl. His name sounds so familiar. He's the guy that was uh, in Terminator Three. Right. He's not the kid. So it, yeah, he was. It, I'm actually surprised to see his name added because he's had a lot of controversy in the past couple of years. He's been like arrested for drugs. He's been in jail. He's had a whole lot of problems. So seeing him on the list of this made me go, ooh, really? Is, is he the kid from Terminator? Else? Like the, the first no, Terminator? Terminator Weird. Okay. He's the, one, the one from three where there's a chick Terminator and uh, he plays the older version of the the main kid from right okay yeah he was the guy also the creepy bastard in um uh uh, sin city yeah he has had he has had his fair share of uh controversy um and i remember i remember hearing about that so that's interesting that he's i mean this is a good opportunity for him to stretch his uh stretch his legs and, and and get some get some zombie acting in um keith carradine again sounds super familiar but david carradine's dead right it's is there any relation there yes it's his brother oh yeah uh he's been in he was a fbi agent hunting dexter in one season of dexter oh my god Um, i'm looking at him right now oh i can't wait this is great these all three of these i was like wow these are some really good ads to the to this i remember him in dexter he was great in dexter yeah Okay, uh, I'm I'm excited. Uh, I know this seems like I just googled these names for the first time as we we're recording, um, which is because I, I did. The, all three of these, they all sounded familiar. Um, you needed to Google them, and I knew who they all were as soon as I read their names. Well, I knew who John Glover was, although I did say, yeah, I did have to Google them. But anyways, the the show's coming back April 11th. You'll get. Um, I think there's another eight episodes was it a shorter season or do they just hold one episode back because they usually split it in half i think we're oh, getting another nine episodes right i think so mm-hmm. yeah uh oh yeah no it's right here see again folks uh one of the uh so you know, one of the nine remaining episodes so yes there are nine episodes left and we will get to uh, start watching them on April 11th. No word on whether or not AMC is going to pull an AMC Plus here, which uh, I know I'm jumping around here, but it is related. Let's look at the fact that The Walking Dead extended 10th season will debut a whole week ahead of schedule on AMC Plus, which Lou is the, um, not the, from what I understand, not the cable specific required subscription it's a separate subscription it's a separate subscription um i believe it's something like 15 or 20 bucks and it gives you it it gives you access to uh it gives you access to regular amc content 
and then two or three other things that are connected to AMC. One of the things you're supposed to get access to is Shutter, but I don't know if it's going to... Uh, Shutter does live streams. I don't know if it's going to be access to the live streams or the the uh, the the next day catch up on uh, Shutter. Mm-hmm. Because that's how I watch The Last Drive-In, is they do a live stream on the Shutter uh, streaming service. And uh, you have to be specifically logged into Shutter to see that. Um, they also offer Shutter on Amazon, but Amazon doesn't do that live stream thing. So you have to tune in the next day to get those episodes. Right. So this is not available in Canada. I looked it up because honestly, for me, it would probably be the easier way to watch Walking Dead content because I have to have a, a cable subscription to watch AMC. And um, this is a... To me, as a Walking Dead fan and someone who likes to cover The Walking Dead on a certain podcast, being able to watch an episode a week early is a pretty um, alluring deal, especially when you're not having to spend maybe more. 15 does sound high for what you're getting, and I feel like like that. Is that accurate? It's like 10 or 15. I can't remember the exact detail. But I remember hearing what it was and being like, I think that's too much. Yeah, it's okay. So it's AMC, BBC America, IFC, Sundance, Shudder, Sundance Now, and IFC Films. No, uh, I was wrong. It's eight ninety nine a month. And see, that that seems like um, the it, solid it, deal. It, it's borderline almost too much for me. Yeah. it, it, it like f- I, I think the cable add-on one was five bucks uh five bucks a month it's not available in in um in canada or else i would i would probably look at this although only if i were to like cancel my um if i were to cancel cable then spending the eight bucks a month uh to watch just the walking dead and other amc content would probably be worth it but uh as of right now it's only in the u.s um but uh yeah, so that is, uh, yeah, you'll be able to watch it a week early. So uh, on that note, be wary of spoilers if you're looking to watch it spoiler-free. Not that I think the first return episode is going to have anything crazy, but it's something to keep in mind when um, you know the show is being watched by fans a week early. So just keep that in the back of your head. But February 21st is only three weeks away, so we're nearly there, folks. Um. I didn't. I didn't. I, I put this in the news. A bit. A bit of a somber note. But uh, a, a voice actor from Resident Evil Village has passed away at the age of thirty-nine. Her name is Jeanette Moss uh, or Moose. I. I. It's. It's spelled with an A U S. But um, she passed away at the age of thirty-nine, and it's. It's a very sad thing because she was very young, and I think it was even. Uh, it was it was similar to how Chadwick Boseman had passed away. I think it was colon yep. cancer. Yep. And um, I guess she'd been fighting it for uh, a good year. And uh, I don't. Ca- I, I first read about it because Capcom had put a a note out on the Resident Evil feed. Uh, wrote on Twitter that that she had passed away. And and I guess all of her work has been completed for Village, and we'll be able to experience her full performance uh, in May. But still, a very very sad that she has passed away uh lou i don't know if you if you had heard much more about it but yeah it's just um yeah so she had been fighting colon cancer for the past eight months yeah and uh, she survived by her fiance here 
Yeah, and and like I said, this is for a game that isn't even out yet, and uh, they're already it's already making her character a little bit more iconic. Yeah, yeah, I, I think she played one. She plays one of the witch sisters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, several different characters, including our witches, to the world of Resident Evil Village. Um. So yeah, uh, it's it's very sad news, and uh, it's it's never. It's never it's easy gonna, when someone like this passed away. A, it's going to give that game a little bit new meaning. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and um, it sounded like uh, Capcom and and everyone there were very sad to hear. And uh, we'll we'll definitely report in on Resident Evil Village. It's certainly getting a lot of attention these days. But um, yes, sorry to hear about uh, Jeanette's passing. Um, and before we wrap up the news, um, there was a little tidbit here. I picked this out of the Discord from Grindhouse Zombie, our guest from last week or last episode. Uh, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead may be arriving in May on Netflix. Do you feel like that's good timing for a zombie film that we've been waiting ages for to, to come I to think Netflix? That, I think that's an excellent time. Um, <laughs> we're constantly running out of stuff to watch, and uh, <laughs> evidence you know, by this movie this week. Yeah, and well, not, and I don't mean just us. I mean in general. I mean, I, I, I'm still stuck at home. You're still stuck at home, and uh, I don't know about you, but I'm starting to. Uh, we're getting down to watching ninety sitcoms because we're running out of stuff to watch at night. So I don't even know to, what that's like. How do you run out of stuff to watch? Uh, you're not me, man. You're no. not me. Oh, you know what? Totally unrelated to zombies, but two recommendations if you're looking for things to do. Okay, TV, Alien Resident fantastic it's on sci-fi it's got alan tudyk it could be a really bad show and maybe i'm just blinded by the fact that alan tudyk plays the alien um but it's really good you should watch that there's three episodes out um what else oh you should play the medium which has some very strong resident evil vibes to it old school resident evil no zombies so again second faux pas the episode but i feel like i deserve it after the movie we watched this week so just let me have this one guys um, but the medium it's on PC and, uh, you can play it on Xbox game pass and it has very old school Resident Evil vibes. Um, it's got the static camera, the puzzles, uh, sort of the, it's, it's more based on like, um, like fantastical ghost type stuff as opposed to zombies, but it's got that horror bent to it. But yeah, two things you can do if you're running out of running out of stuff to do, but I, if it's TV, mostly you're looking for alien resident is fantastic, but yeah, what were we talking about? Zack Snyder? Yeah, you're looking yeah. for stuff to watch. So in May, you can watch this um, star, star-studded cast. It's got, like, yeah, Dave Bautista yeah. in it. It's got a whole bunch of people in it. And the thing that excites me about this is I love heist movies, and this is supposedly a Las Vegas casino heist during a zombie outbreak. And I'm like, that that, that just sounds amazing. It this does. Could be really, this could be really bad. I don't care, but it's going to be fun. But- if it's an apocalypse, why are they raiding a uh, uh, a casino? Because they could be trying to steal gold or something else. You what? know, it doesn't necessarily mean they're stealing money. Yeah, what's gold got? What, what value does gold have? And in... it might have some kind of value. You don't know. Hmm. I don't know. They could be they, they could be robbing an armory in the middle of downtown Las Vegas. True, they could be. Well, I, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I don't even know what this movie's about. What is it about? You just said like yeah. So it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a zombie movie that's a heist in the middle of Las Vegas. Huh. Well, and I mean, and, and I mean, it sounds awesome to me, but you know, the the my problem is is where's my trailer? 
Give me a trailer. Yeah, this is the thing about Netflix. They have these projects in the back no. of their their vaults that they just sit on until the time is right, and then they drop them like they're hot. Do you feel like with the Super Bowl coming up this weekend, this could be a, a Netflix Super Bowl trailer? Like, I'm, I I want to hope that it is. Like it's I an mean, action it, movie. It'd be it'd be a good fit. It'd be an excellent fit. Uh, the question is, is whether or not Netflix wants to spend the money. Oh well, they spent ninety million on this. I think they need some subs yeah. <laughs> to come from this. Um, I remember, uh, like, man, I, I know it's not the same, and it's uh, it was a, it turned out to be a not so great movie. But they, they dropped a trailer at the Super Bowl, which was basically like, yeah, the movie's out. It was that Cloverfield related. Um, it was the Cloverfield effect or the Cloverfield the, paradox. The, the the paradox. Yeah, which I mean, the movie wasn't that bad, and it connecting to Cloverfield probably just made Cloverfield more confusing but i i think like this movie has uh has a has a a chance of at least being acknowledged at a large you know football event but um it it can't be any worse than the dead rising movies that we want we sat through (laughs) well yeah those were the first one was okay. Oh, I've rewatched both of them since we watched them. They're not good. Look, I mean, I'm not saying they're, they're, they're even worse than, we, they're even worse than we, we, we expected them to be. Yeah, well, we watched a movie this week that was pretty bad, but uh, we'll get we're, to that. Yeah, we're going to get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to that, that in a second. I, I just think that, um, yeah, our, when, you, when you talk about like how a, a zombie movie is bad, like there's a whole... There's a weird spectrum for it. And and I, I am not the biggest Zack Snyder fan. I like about three of his movies, and one of them happens to be a zombie film. So I love a fact, zombie film. So the fact that he's doing a zombie film uh, and and it's not doesn't have Warner Brothers attached to it makes me excited. Well, there's always the Justice League Snyder cut if you're if you're egg <laughs> you're itching for some for some Snyder. What? I no. <laughs> well, you don't want to. Just in case it's good, you better check it out. You never know. They could have made it good. No. All right. Well, um, uh, let's 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 not delay any further. Hopefully, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead is good and available on Netflix in in the soon time frame. But we have delayed enough. Let's get to the movies. I I, I think we're making it sound like I'm like I'm having teeth pulled in in the next uh, little bit. But really, it's not that bad. And clips are going to make it better. But without further delay, let's get to it. Ever heard of Necropolis? Never heard of it. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. How about now, huh? Carlos, don't. Take us to him so we can get the hell out of here. I agree. Take us to him so we can get the hell out of here, Lou. Well, we are talking about Necropolis. Return of the Living Dead. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, oh, this is possibly the worst of the Return of the Living Dead series. Uh, dude, yeah, it is the worst. And here's the thing. Um, I'll, I'll read this little quick thing and then we'll, we'll get to it. A, a group of teenagers in an attempt to rescue their friend from an evil corporation end up inadvertently releasing a horde of bloodthirsty zombies. 
that is um a gener like not a generous description but just a very doesn't begin to describe that's that like just, the last 20 minutes exactly it's the last 20 minutes this movie takes itself very seriously and i will say this i've watched return of the living dead living dead part one two three five and now four all for zombies ate my podcast and i enjoyed watching one two three five they were all really they in their own way they were bad films but in their own way they were enjoy i enjoyed my time with them because of this podcast i'm not going to say i didn't enjoy my time with necropolis but i found that it it lingered a lot it took itself way too seriously it's very slow and yeah very slow and when and when they didn't take themselves seriously the jokes needed another pass like there was some really not funny stuff that was kind of again like I, i actually wrote this down in the notes it felt like this movie was trying so if if part five was a take on uh the the campy horror of the 80s this was a take on the serious horror of the 80s and doing it very poorly you know um and i think if they'd kept the same tone from five for four this film probably could have been a lot better and it almost feels like that was their aim but they wanted to tell a more serious story which was the fact that this company was uh well uh here listen to this and you'll kind of get what i'm talking about hybratech everywhere you look our diverse lines of goods and services makes your life safer more healthy and more fun we design smart weapons for homeland defense and high-tech games for home entertainment we're the most trusted name in toxic waste disposal and we make your favorite snack foods too so this is the thing they're talking about hybertech this is the company brent was talking about last episode and saying umbrella yeah but but the thing is like they're taking themselves seriously throughout the film and i think what they're what they're trying to say is basically like yeah like you said umbrella there's this company that says they're doing good and maybe they are doing good but really deep down they're doing they're doing all that good to justify one or two bad things that they've been doing and that to me is like um it 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 seems like a message that they're trying to 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 say and it just doesn't fit in in the rest of the film when uh right near the end it does kind of swerve after they get the whole like ah we're evil out of the way it does swerve towards like the campy 80s horror films of old when it does that swerve to be campy it's already spent almost 60 minutes being serious mm-hmm. and the problem is is that the, the serious the plot is ridiculous i mean these kids are all a bunch of idiots that ride around on dirt bikes and then magically in like the last 20 minutes they all get guns and sneak into a facility with a fake id and one of the teenagers is a security guard for this weird umbrella corporation upon uh, while she's in high school and like Everything in it is just super cheesy and stupid, and it's it's not believable. But the first half of the movie, they take it so serious that you're like, "This is dumb. This is really like, this is it. it it's so goofy that you're you can't laugh at it because they're taking it even too seriously for you to laugh at it." Yeah, there there are moments that I think early on were. Um 
were trying to go for the the funny cheesy and we kind of got a little bit of that with um Peter Coyote's character who I I know he's in other stuff but I don't remember him from those things. He's the he's the FBI agent in ET. Okay, well I don't know if that's that when I think back to ET I don't think man that FBI agent does he not say anything because in this oh, no, I don't think one, he knows how to talk. He's the one that they uh they the they went back and they took the gun out of his hand and edited in a radio, a walkie-talkie, as he screams at them to get ET. Yeah, okay, but that doesn't answer my question. Like, li- listen, listen to this exchange at the beginning of the film. Would you like to see the place where they made the big boo boo? No. Let's cut the fifty-cent tour and tell me where the hell they are. <laughs> <laughs> like right behind you. He doesn't even know. Like, how did, uh, he's like answering them, but he's. He's not talking like a normal human being, right? Like he's reading off a script or something. A crap movie and didn't take it seriously. Yeah, no, he didn't because he he also he has he has a lot of bad lines at the beginning and at the end for that matter. But it's ironic that it's the American government that wants them. Let's get something absolutely clear. The American government has nothing to do with this transaction. Of course, of course, my comrade Gerson. Now, how many do you want for your personal use? All of them. His acting is just really bad. It's really bad. But, I mean, if you look at his his acting history, just so you know, I'm sure you don't... I'm sure that uh, you, you don't know his acting history... Uh, he's in Patch Adams. He's in Sphere. Uh, he's in. Um, let me see what else I got listed here. Uh, like I said, he's in ET. Uh, you keep saying ET, uh, like he's in Aaron Brockovich. Okay, well, uh, like he's he's in all kinds of stuff, and he's actually a decent actor. But it's just. In this, I think somebody threw a bunch of money and they they flew him to Eastern Europe to film this. And I think he said, screw this. this is, they don't pay me enough to actually take this seriously. He won an Emmy in 2014. So, like, I, I guess he can act, but this, this movie is not a good example of that. No, it is not. It is a, it's a, oh, a terrible example. I just... I just don't know. My, my favorite dialogue of his is when they're down in the basement and he's wandering them through with the like the locked up zombies and he they, and they've got like a gun pointed at him and every line of his dialogue it feels like he's in a a, a 60s Batman episode. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've got some of those uh I got some of those clips. Um well, let me see if this one this one yeah. And just in case you haven't noticed yet, dude, your uncle sucks. Get him out of there. I can't. How about now, huh? I don't have access. <laughs> I got your fucking access. Get back. Yeah. So he he doesn't have access. He's, he's very full of himself, like uh, for throughout the entire film. And it's kind of weird that he has um, custody of these kids. And he just, he could care less. Like he's playing that, um, he's playing the Dursleys, essentially. He's just, he could care less about these kids. He's a comic book, two-dimensional character that exists so that we have a villain. I know, but 
I, look, I'm not a filmmaker, but uh, I, I, I think um, I think there are easy edits here. <laughs> terrible movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but that being said, we talked about it about it a bit pre-show. I feel you felt like the the budget for the effects, like the effects were were top notch. They had pyro pyrotechnics. They had um, different zombie bites. They weren't all behind the back. Sort of, I'm going to eat the, the back of your okay. scalp. <laughs> it's like I told you when you watch this movie, as serious as it is and as bad as it is, it makes number five make less sense. Because he spends the, the later half of this movie trying to kill his nephew and sick his nephew, uh, sick super zombies that are made out of his mother and father after him. Mm-hmm. And then, lo and behold, at the end of the, the beginning of the next movie, the, the, he gets killed. And then they, they call the college that the kid's at and they go, your uncle's dead. And he's like, oh, my uncle. He meant my so uncle. much. And you're like, you're like, dude, he was just trying to kill you like nine months ago. What? <laughs> Yeah, it's a little odd um, that these two films are so disjointed, although clearly they are connected. Um, it feels like the first one is set where he's in high school and the second one's set in, in college. And they do like kind of address that at the beginning of the film when one of the friends gets accepted into college. And uh, maybe there's like is it a longer break than nine months? Maybe it's a couple years. Maybe there was able they were able to sort out their their shit or at least he and and not only that but they see the gas they see it turn people into zombies at one point true and and then they find the canister in the in the attic of the guy's house in in five and they go i wonder what this is that that is very true uh and you know maybe maybe there was some like mind wipey stuff because there there seems to be like i think we're worrying about the (laughs) we're we're nitpicking know. something that probably you have, shouldn't even you have matter. Yes, remember, throughout this movie, they show you commercials about the zombie outbreaks and how, uh, what the hell is the name of this corporation again? Hybra. Uh, uh, Hybra is uh, helping clean up these disasters that the federal government is, ca- the army is caused, and and. and all this other stuff. And then in the next movie, they act like zombies are a new thing and that they've never seen zombies before. And where's Hybra? Because again, like Hybra doesn't necessarily fall because of what happened. And also how did they not get sued by Marvel? Because like that is way too close to Hydra, you know, like in fact, the first 20 minutes of watching this, they kept saying Hybra. And I was like, Hydra is, the, is this a Marvel movie? What's going on? And then I finally, someone says it again and I heard it correctly. And I went, Oh, Hybra. Hmm. Well, that, that well, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the spiel I played at the beginning keeps going, and and uh, it's it doesn't it doesn't improve from there. Whenever there is an outbreak of zombie reanimation, Hybertech leads the charge in containment. We're the exclusive contractor for the Environmental Protection Agency and the World Health Organization. We neutralize the last zombie specimens. Thanks to Hybratech, there hasn't been a single zombie outbreak in over a decade. Hybratech, chemical solutions for the entire planet. <laughs> so, yeah, they're kind of full of themselves, and clearly they don't have a lot of containment because at the end there is a very large outbreak that doesn't appear to be handled by their top security people, which we'll get to 
we'll get to those guys yeah. in a bit. Um, I got <laughs> some questions about that. Um, but uh, yeah, like you alluded to the fact that uh, there are multiple characters that span the two movies. And I think the only way you could kind of explain the differing characters is if, if, is if there's a large time jump between the two. Uh, I think you had even mentioned it last episode, the sort of, I think the, the cheesy girlfriend from the, from five is like the geeky girl in, in four. So the early on in the film, they address it in a way that is very like Urkel enters stage from, from, you know, from the right. And she she stays that way throughout this whole movie. And then as soon as they introduce her in five, they take away her glasses. They take away her, her, her goofiness and they make her dress like she's one of the other girls again. And they take away all the like comic relief that she added to the movie, which wasn't very good to begin with. But then you go, and then they kill her off in like t- twenty minutes into the movie, and you go, "Wow, that was like a waste." Yeah. Well, here's some of that comic relief. Hey, yo, Becky. Hi, Julian. No, 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 no! Look out for the. <laughs> so she crashes her bike into a stationary park car. So. Becky, you all right? Come on, come on. Okay, grab my bag. I'll get your bike. How many bikes is that this month? I don't know, four. <laughs> and I, again, like it might be, it might have been hard to hear, but it's really weird. Some of the jokes they like try to fit in, when like clearly the worst joke is overshadowing this whole bit. Like the fact that she crashes her so bikes her bike so often that she destroys four bikes a month is kind of like, it's funny. It's kind of funny when she rams into the car. It's less funny when you're insinuating that she doesn't know how to ride a bike that she's like going through them multiple times a month. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm nitpicking, but it's no, you're nitpicking because this movie was boring. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we can we can rapid fire these because I've got I I have clips and I think they'll remind oh, us of some right, of the better right. parts. The, the the their friend who gets exposed to the zombie virus while they're riding around on dirt bikes. Uh, that stuff happened so fast i like blinked and i was like wait he's infected where did he get infected from like they wrap up that whole scene like so fast that you're like wait they took him and he's gone like no, I he gets and bit yeah doesn't he yeah. yeah he gets bit he he he's the guy so the guy who who goes on the motorcycle falls he gets oh i understand what you're saying yeah he gets scooped up into an ambulance and then is like nonchalantly um you know, redirected from the hospital to the secret lab for whatever reason, like human testing, I guess. And it, it, it happens so fast that if you blink, you miss it. Yeah. But it is like the crux of the plot of the film. Cause as the description says, like they're going into this secret lab to try to save their friend. And the only reason they know he's there is because one of the, one of the friends works as a security guard. And I mean, I, Again, in high school, like who is getting who is getting like a security job at a top, like hi, like Hypertech makes themselves sound like they are this almighty thermos, pharmaceutical conglomerate, and who who puts their secure who puts a, a high school teenager in the security room, and and there is a front desk like there like it is established that like you could have you could have given the high schooler like a like a lower key position. To give, hey, no, no, no. To give, in charge of weird. the security cameras. Yeah, well, I guess she's in charge of the security cameras, and but and she she's obviously being supervised by probably another of the worst guards. But, um, 
Yeah, it's it's just a it's a weird film. Uh, the the guy you mentioned, Zeke, who gets he's got like this weird relationship where I think the security guard lady, I think her name is Katie. She they had a relationship and like they're all friends and like it's really weird. But he's got like this really weird like surfer bro dude thing going on. Not only that, but the main character kid, I couldn't tell which one of the girls was supposed to be his love interest or if he all just of them. Didn't. It seemed like. <laughs> <laughs> like it's really they couldn't decide like you have the geeky girl you have the promiscuous girl and you have the hot girl and i think that they played all three tropes on that side and they were all after not after but they were all all over the main character and he just he kind of wanted none of it for it's a weird setup it's a really weird movie and again like that trope doesn't really fit in with the 80s even the series serious 80s sort of horror films in that normally like trope wise like one of them would they would end up like connecting at the end and and honestly they don't like it's very platonic throughout the whole film which i get you can give them that just the movie ends yeah very abruptly mind you i i I really think like they blow up the thing and they like the the, like the the uh, SWAT team comes in and cleans up the zombies and like y- you barely get to find out like you you basically get to see that the heroes lived and it goes the end and you're like that's it well I think they like, learned a lot of lessons from this film and then they applied it to five and I think this film really makes five better because it it props it up and like okay we 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 discussed this I think post show, hmm. but I, I agree with you. I, I went into five being like, "Oh, this is so stupid. This is so stupid." But you know what? Five made me laugh, and this didn't make me laugh once. No, the no. whole time I watched it, every time something would happen, I'd be like, "Oh, they're playing it serious again." Oh, good. Oh, good. There was a couple moments that that made me laugh. Like um, this moment genuinely made me laugh. This is Charles Garrison, secretary, calling from Hypertech. Mr. Garrison will be working late again tonight, and we'll see you sometime tomorrow. Stay out of trouble, and Julian still needs to mow the lawn. <laughs> I still laugh. It, it's hilarious that the boss, like Uncle you know, Chuck or whatever his name was, would tell his secretary, just tell him I'll be home late, and also make sure you say Julian has to still mow the lawn. I thought that was funny. Like, that's, that's an actual... That's an actually well-written joke, I think, in my mind. Like, it's a good callback because, like, you know, angry uncle says, make sure you mow the lawn. Like, I've, I've got kids now, which is essentially free labor. And it's it, it works really well within the film. But there, there are f- so few of those moments where they they probably could have inserted them smartly like they did with uh, with the secretary on the message machine. I thought that was really good. Um. I mentioned Zeke is a bit of a surfer, bro. I don't know what they were going for so there. He felt very out of place from everybody else. I don't know if you caught that. Not a likable character. So when he gets bit and they're all like, oh, we got to go rescue. I was like, wow. Yeah, I didn't understand that. It seemed like everyone should have hated him because like this is your first sort of interaction with him and it does not go well. Uh, uh, uh. Strictly hands off, bro. It's just like, who is he? Is he like, he's like a, uh, he's like a callback to a really shitty Johnny Travolta from Greece. Like, but he's, he's an even worse person than John Travolta in Greece. I, 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 it's been a while since I've seen Greece, but I believe he's a bad person in that film. Right. I could be wrong. No, love interest in that. Movie. Oh, is he? I thought he was a bad yeah. guy. Maybe they're all the bad guys. I don't know. It's so hard to remember these days. 
Um, yeah, like he was he was terrible throughout the film. Um, I don't know what this. Clip... The other thing too is, is so zombies are a thing. Yes. They know what zombies are because Hybertech helps clean them up. It's in their and, advertising, for God's sake! Like, I don't, it's not even like this isn't in, in an internal video. It's it's something that they have playing all over the place. And the kid's in an accident, and he clearly gets bit. And now, ne- not necessarily that they know he doesn't get bit. He doesn't get bit in the accident. They they. I don't know. He doesn't get bit when he falls off the bike. They move him to the secret lab. He gets bit trying to escape the secret lab. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. He he and, um he's not a zombie until after he's he's bitten. But for some reason they are just stealing people to do these human experiments. And yeah, it's re- a really shaky premise to begin with. Um, even three like three was one of those things where they were still doing human experimentation. But it was like it wasn't forced. It was kind of it kind of it was like it worked within the story. And with three, like he brings the lady in after she has a a deadly car accident to get resurrected. And like it's a it's a story that plays through the whole film. And again, it kind of worked within what they were trying to do. But here it's just like, yeah, we're evil and we steal people like sometimes people who are just at least he was he wasn't well liked. Right. Like it's really you think, gee. Hypertech comes and steals him and they go, why would they steal him? What are they doing to him? And all I, I kept thinking was they clean up zombies. Zombies. Mm-hmm. But he's not a zombie. Well, he was in an accident. Assume whatever it is they're going to do to him has something to do with zombies. All their advertisement talks about how they clean up zombies. <laughs> also like they use the line like we are the number one sewage treatment plant but we also make your snack foods it's like that may be true and that may be separate separated by multiple factories but at the very least you separate those two facts in your jingle you don't have them together it just insinuates some really it's just weird and obviously yeah. that was them being tongue-in-cheek but you know. don't advertise because you know you don't advertise things like that because you know a lot of cat food companies they're actually owned by you know, like people that make your dinner meal, your 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 your, your pre-made dinner meals. Yeah. Well, it's as long as it's yeah. Well, we don't need to. Let's not go down that road. Um, I've I've got I've got a lot of clips here. This one's labeled "Brotherly Love." I don't remember what it is, so let's all enjoy this. Where the hell are you guys? What did you? You scared the shit out of me. You should look into that. I brought you something to eat. Okay, now I remember. I love this clip because again it was another one of those genuinely funny moments where he gets he gets scared which is like totally like a oh whatever moment and then the brother he says oh you made me shit my pants and he says you should you should check in on that or something <laughs> I thought that was a great response that kid was great until he died which was like I have in my notes why wasn't this kid in the sequel because they're not going to kill the kid but yeah they literally have him get eaten by zombies yeah, they have him get eaten and again in the sequel when he hears that the uncle's dead, he's like, oh, dude, he got your brother killed. Yeah, like <laughs> the brother isn't even a thing in in the sequel. Again, like if it weren't for the same crew and the same writers and the same director doing both of these films, I'd say, of course, they're separate. But I think it's just it's really they've they just didn't care, you know? Yeah. 
It's wild. Um, you had mentioned the 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 bike crash. Uh, this qu- this clip here is is labeled. I'm just gonna say young David Cross, and let's see if you hear it. No, well, let's listen if you hear it. Anyways, just listen. What are you doing? Just centered a tire, and the ramp does the work for you. I told you we won with guy. the bike. I know how to do it. Damn, where's your head these you days, boy? I know how to do it. 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 That's totally like it sounds very much like a young David Cross. Do you hear that or is it just me? Oh, I hear it. I okay. hear it. Um, I've also got okay another genuinely funny moment that I had to capture. This is is a little long, but I think it's worth every penny. They can't even be bothered to get the the song right. <laughs> I can't tell if it's. I, I mean, I, I know he's drunk. I can't tell if it's because they overdubbed him and they needed the lips to match. I don't know. Or like he sounds overdubbed. He he is overdubbed, and uh, there's a lot of that in this film. It's less noticeable, mm-hmm. but it's. I think Zeke is all overdubbed. Carlos is overdubbed, and you and you see that throughout the film um but yeah crusty man he's uh he's our he's our new favorite um hobo and uh the i thought i was hoping the two hobos would be like the two detectives from the other film but they kind of quickly move past these two yep. it's a bit of a bummer um i mm. i separately capped this you'll love it they don't call me crusty so there you go there you go uh yeah they're not around long they they quickly turn into zombies because oh my god they eat that rat that huge rat am i naive in thinking rats don't get that big i've seen some pretty big rats oh my god it looked like a cat like to be honest most certainly a rat though i've seen them the size of small dogs oh my god all right well um I figured if they, uh, if we ever do a cooking show, I feel like this should be our intro. Joey, wake up. I, I can't cook. <laughs> so that should be our, that should be our cook. If we ever do a cooking segment, we should just use that clip because I feel like it's very fitting because I don't know how to cook either. I don't, um, especially giant rats. I can cook just about anything, man. Just let me know. Okay, perfect. Um, we get our first uh, Necropolis drop with this. Okay, what's Necropolis? Neurosurgery, endocrinology, neural stem, nursery. New subjects. So they're like hacking the computer and they got the fake computer sounds and the bleeps and the bloops. And yeah, can I say, the whole time I was watching this, I was reminded of a film uh, I'm gonna have to look it up because I'm gonna botch the name of it. Yeah, it's just really odd that they like she works. She works in security. She guesses the they hack the passcode with some like CD that they had, which was 
I think it was just a password cracker. <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't play funky music like most um, cracker software did back in the day. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it's a really remind weird scene. What, remind me what year this came out? Oh four, oh five. I think it was oh five, two thousand five. Okay, I feel like whoever directed this watched the perfect score before they watched, before they made this. The perfect I don't know score. You, I don't think I've ever seen it. It stars Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans as a bunch of teenagers that are breaking into the facility that hosts the SAT scores. Yes, I have and, seen this film. Okay, the whole them breaking into the facility facility felt like someone had watched this movie and was trying to duplicate it, but really badly. Huh. Yeah, it's got... Uh got captain america in it yeah i think you're right like there's a lot of like weird hacking scenes and and stuff and and that movie came out a year before this so i feel like somebody was like yeah we we gotta do that thing that they did with that other movie well what can we do to make to make this more believable well let's rewatch that perfect score movie again and then we'll try this i think it's even giving them too much credit um there's a so okay i thought this was a smart moment where they're deciding how they're going to break Carlos out and they kind of like teleport one second. They're like, they're in the company and they're talking to Katie and then they're at home and they're kind of trying to hatch a plan. And then they're back at the company. There was some weird movement there where they like were there and then they left. It happened a couple yep. times. Um, but Carlos has a really good point and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering why they didn't follow it any further. What do I do now? Go in there and get him. That's what we do. Not serious, Carlos. We have to. Seek would go after you in heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Why not try calling him? You would then no, make a call and no, spring. No, him my out. uncle knew Zeke was there. We know he's lying at the very least. Now I say we go in and get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he's right. Yeah. Maybe I can help. Oh, I hate you guys. It's just really odd. Like they don't even follow that thread. It's like no, my uncle knew and he's lying. So we have to sneak into the secret government agency and uh, and you're gonna accidentally bring a gun. It's just so, so weird. Um, yeah, they, they bring one gun, and then next thing you know, there's a room full of guns, and they grab like the crappiest of all the guns in the room. I don't know. They grab the guns that look like they would have grabbed. Uh, I've got some. Um, there's like these security guard. There's security guards. Both of them are terrible. There's some weird moments in the sort of the heist part of the film where. There's clearly a security guard that they distract with their promiscuous, their, their friend who just, it seems to be the stereotypical, we have to have uh, the girl in the film that just goes after everybody. And like, she essentially flirts with the guard, like that's her job. And, and that guard disappears. He's also gross because he says something like this. Nice pooper. And it's just terrible that like, you could have you he could have just said nice butt and it would have been he's still a creep but at least he's not like a a weird creep like a super duper weird creep like who says that who says that it makes it was really gross but um i was gonna i was gonna cut it out um but then there's like a there's a security guard upstairs who looks very similar to the other security guard but is different because he dies and this is how he goes Hi. What's going on, sexy? Darcy, I don't have time for this right now. We're in the middle of running a systems check. You may be getting some security warnings. 
I'd like to run one on you, baby. You know what I'm talking about? Sorry, not tonight. Kinda got my hands full. So do I. So do I. It's just like she's in high school and these like grown men are like sexually harassing her. It's really it's weird. Be, it's supposed to be funny, but instead it just makes you feel really creepy. It's super it's like, creepy. Like this is even in the early 2000s, this wouldn't have been funny. You'd have been like, I feel wrong for even listening to this guy talk to her like this. Yeah, it's it's um it's really gross and as you said like i could see in the 80s them being like it being a stupid enough time that that this joke would have flown but in 2005 like it's just it's not it's not funny it's really it's kind of horrifying to be honest and those two clips were uh i almost i almost didn't play them because it's just like ugh, this, it's really gross um but it's, then there are, well, sorry go ahead the- I want to say one of the things I do like about this movie is the zombie makeup is decent most of the time. Um, even the costumes for the super zombies, while not great, I would say it's on par with what we got towards the end of three mm-hmm. with the weird with the weird mechanical like robot zombies in that movie. Oh, yeah, like, they did that before. So what the hell is this being like this new thing? Like because they attached a minigun to the guy? Like, oh my god. Yeah. I it, forgot but it was again, another film too. But again, they did that in the other movie and it kind of worked. And they do it in this one again and they look fine until they start moving and then you can tell that like those costumes were not designed for mobility. They were designed to, for them to stand there and look cool. And then when as soon as they need to have acting you go oh okay yeah and and i mean and that's not bad i've seen cheesier movies pull it off but then when they do finally do their attack i mean it's the most useless minigun ever does it even kill anybody no. i don't think it does oh well, and then, katie gets a stray bullet but that's about yeah, it yeah and, um, then, and then and then there's the um then there's the one with the the saw hands and I think she kills a security guard, and that's about the extent of it. And then, boom, they're gone with, like, two grenades, and they're dead. Which doesn't make sense, because, like, if you have a zombie soldier, and you're able to kind of, like, program them, why would they be taking out a security guard? Like, they're on the same team, right? They all work yeah. for the same... Yeah. Anyways, um, I have one other... Uh, I have another clip from the security guard, but this was less creepy. It was just more awkward, and it's before it's while she's planning the heist. So, why are you working tonight? I'm just trying to rack up a little OT. You know, saving for Christmas. Oh, Christmas is cool. <laughs> <laughs> and like that exchange, kind of it, it works for me because it's clearly like. Yeah, you know your your partner in the security room is like, "Hey, why are you here?" And she gives a really good answer, and he's just like awkwardly, "Yeah, Christmas is cool." Like that fits. It, I thought it was. I thought it fit quite well. Um, it's okay. Yeah. It fits okay, but the guy's accent kind of takes you aback. Yeah, it's a it's a little odd. Um, we get the the monologuing from evil ET FBI agent. You people are gonna burn in hell for this. Now that's where you're wrong. I think what we're doing is quite humane. 
phase out our human subjects and replace them with this cloning program. It'll be Hybertech's finest moment. What is all this for? Isn't it obvious? World domination. What's everything ultimately for? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's so cheesy. It's like Bond, like you said, Bond villain type stuff where it's just like, yeah, world domination. It's it's unveiled that they have all these like weird test tubes with like these little zombie babies in them. And then like, yeah, we won't have to kidnap you know random teenagers anymore and 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 take hobos off the street we're just gonna start cloning things and using them for our test subjects it's like you know maybe find a way to not require a bunch of human test subjects for your work like i mean it's it's well and but sorry it's for world domination so uh it checks out uh, Lou, you had said that they grabbed the worst guns in, in the movie. I disagree because it allows them to do something like this. Look, I understand if you guys want to make a break for it, but I got to find out if they're in there. I got your back, Jules. Carlos? I'm cool. Let's do it. Come on. It allows them to uh, heroically, you know, do whatever cock their guns is that what the the, yeah. the word is i'm not a gun person but yeah it allowed them to do that so essentially it served its purpose <laughs> because it's yeah, a, bunch, it, a teenager's it, running around with assault weapons it makes no sense why do they have a, a, a well i know why i guess i i guess i i guess i know why they have a room full of assault weapons because they're dealing with zombies but well okay so they're dealing with zombies they have rooms full of assault weapons right but those guys are running around in like different facilities and they never come across any guards. But all the girls keep stumbling into guards. Did you notice that? That like the heroes never bump into any guards no matter where they're going or what they're doing. But magically, every time one of the girls is on scene, uh, on camera, she bumps into a guard or she runs into a guard, stops to talk to her. Or And I'm like, did they just want to stick the guards in the scenes with the girls? What's going on here? Yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because I was like, what's this clip? And it's it's literally one of those moments. Hey, girl. We got to get out of here. Something terrible is happening. I'll explain to you later. Don't worry. I already told him everything. Turns out he doesn't care. Let's go. Come on. She runs into the, the friend who is um, hitting on the guard to distract him. And she's like, turns out he doesn't care. And then like for the next 15 minutes, the guard is now running with her around and i mean they both you know unceremoniously uh die and turn into zombies but um, also doesn't he zip up his pants when he stands up probably i wouldn't put it past this film honestly by the time this this point arrived it's like i, I wasn't looking for the moments of i think i remember he, him like fastening his belt or zipping up his pants and i was like was i supposed to insinuate a sex scene here or what's going on i it, again, it wouldn't surprise me because they kind of played her off in, in like, again, like that 80s trope where she's just after, like, she, she, after my, everybody. My other, it's weird. My other gripe is, is it we had too many characters. Yeah. I couldn't keep them all straight. If they didn't keep saying Carlos's name and Zeke's name, I never would have remembered their names. It well, was like generic. It was like generic dude number one and generic dude number two. It's just kind of weird that they all just like, they all cared about these people, even though like a majority of their friends, there was clearly like a, like, yeah, there was clearly like a subgroup of them that were just bad people. 
And like, there's this moment where Carlos dies because he's an idiot. He doesn't look where he's going and he runs into a zombie. Um, but there's like this attempt at acting, which I thought was very, very bad. So well, you could, you could still be alive. No, all the rest of those guys were dead. There was only one of those things left. He's gone, bro. He's gone, man. And it's just like, yeah, I don't believe you. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe you. Um, and then there's another one. It's me. It's Julian. Come on, man. There's nothing you can do right I'm now. I'm not okay? going to leave them here. They're my parents. They're not your parents anymore. You see that? You've got to let them go. This is where they find the super soldiers are. Well, his parents aren't dead. They mysteriously die in a car accident. At the beginning of the film, there's no context to who these people are. And they they show a car crashing and then people on the ground. And... Um, and then some weird flashes to again insinuate that they've that they've died. It's really odd. And then at the end of the film, you find oh no, so Uncle Buck or Uncle Chuck or whatever his name is, he says like I bet you he knows where your parents are. And again, like he does. His parents are in the facility they're being tested on. Like he, this movie is insinuating like this guy is like he's an evil little <laughs> shit. Like he's he's experimenting on his brother and his sister in law or or his sister and his brother in law. It's just really whack it does not make sense and why is he doing this world domination yeah he has like no sympathy for even his own family i mean I'm like telling you, i'm telling you man the, peter coyote got hired to do this he flew to whatever like czechoslovakian country they had or, or, or like little country they had him in and they handed him this script and he went oh this is gonna be fun <laughs> like you know what I mean, and and every time he had to read dialogue, they went, he went for stupid instead of serious. Yeah, it makes no sense. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if someone told me he improvised half that dialogue. I really wouldn't be surprised. I, I'm I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I will give this movie one point above the other one when it comes to. This classic Jurassic Park scene. I played the clip for. Uh, let's see if I have. Uh, okay, here's here's Rave to the Graves version of it. Shoot him! Shoot him! Shoot him! And then here is uh, Necropolis, and I think it's much better. Again, it's just. It's closer. It's a better homage. And if you're going to steal from Jurassic Park in a zombie film, like that's the clip you go for, right? And I think they nailed it in Necropolis. Yep. So uh, they got they got one there. Um, another one, like we mentioned the super soldiers were not very good soldiers because they were both taken out by grenades. In 2005, I, I think we were past this saying, though. I got this. You know, like, I don't think we say that anymore. Like, just unironically, like, when you throw a grenade. Am I wrong? Boo, You're maybe. very wrong, sir. Have you not watched Justified? Oh, I... Does he do that? I guess I, I'm i not caught up on Justified. I think I stopped around season four. The first episode is called Fire in the Hole. Yeah, but he's not throwing a grenade, is he? He's a rocket launcher. But does he say it before he shoots the rocket? Yes! He shoots a rocket launcher in that? Are we talking about the same series? Yes. Hmm. Boyd Crowder shoots a rocket at somebody and he screams fire in the hole. Well, okay. 
I'll take your word for it. I don't remember. Maybe I blocked it out. Um, and I think the, la the last clip I have is just labeled way too serious. So this should pretty much speak for itself. I'm going to kill you for what you did to my brother, Zeke. <sighs> In case you haven't noticed, I'm already dead, fuckhead. And sorry for your bro jewels. But look at it this way. In a couple of moments, you'll be joining him. Again, this is way too serious. I don't... Again, they showed up to rescue this guy, and it becomes quite obvious he's a zombie. And they don't just leave him there. They go, oh, we got to help the zombie guy escape. Well, yeah, at that point, he'd been bitten, and he's, like, turning in the car, and they get into a car accident, and it's like, oh, what happened? But this is, like, he bites the little brother. It's just... um the movie kind of falls apart at the end and it's a slow, it's a slow wreckage throughout the whole it thing. It falls apart again in the middle and it falls apart again at the end. I, I, again, like, I just don't understand how I think, I, I think lessons were learned. If, if I don't know if they shot would, these chronologically. I would, I would love to see a documentary on how this movie, these two movies were made and what a disaster they were. I think they I think they learned a lot from four and they put those lessons into five. I think the notes would have been it's way too serious. Um, you've got some really questionable, you know, humor in here that you might want to tighten up and or, and or get rid of. You don't have like really you don't have any good overarching characters because they're all terrible. Um, it's just, and and again, like Julian, they they push him into the background in the fifth one. They bring forward the bumbling sort of um, uh, Euro cops or uh, what were they called? Uh, Interpol agents. Interpol. And it's just it works a lot better with the source material. in In this one, they don't they don't they don't do much to prop up the source material because I feel like there's something there that you could have had some fun with it. But yeah, they just um, they go way too serious, and I I don't understand it. But it it has its moments. Uh, if you if you are thinking of watching the Return of the Living Dead sort of series, I feel you can skip four because I watched five before four, and five and is way better. There was nothing missing from five by not watching four. If anything, watching four after five just showed me how good we had it two weeks ago you know um we had a great time uh chatting about that with brent and i think it worked really well but this one's um i feel like we came more on the negative side for sure uh yeah yeah it, I, again i i think i told you we were you 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 were watching the worst one and i at rethinking about this movie compared to the fun i had talking about those interpol agents i was like you know what i really didn't enjoy any moment of necropolis at all I know there's not much. Uh, maybe I can maybe maybe I can salvage this. Uh, here we go. But first, we go get Krispy Kreme. So, anyways, we watched Acropolis. I don't know if there's much more to say, but we have more movie stuff coming up. In that we will be continuing our Extra Life sponsored zombie movie chats. Uh, Brent was uh, generous enough to donate enough that we were going to watch three films and discuss them but also do an audio commentary of one of them so the next episode of zombies ate my podcast will be an audio commentary track for planet terror we've done a couple of these audio commentary tracks in the past i personally think my favorite i was kind of looking through them to see which ones we had my favorite was uh was dead was it is it dead snow dead snow too that's what's coming to mind I think but it was dead, it was 
Dead Snow 2 is your favorite. Because that's the one where that was the one where you watched two different versions, and in 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 yours was longer. Yeah, no, no, mine mine was shorter, and there was different scenes. Yeah. Um, uh, I was just gonna look at I I had already looked it up, but I was, I was gonna just pop it up again. And if I remember correctly, wasn't yours shorter, and yours had more gore? I think it did. Uh, Gala Walkers was another one we did, um, which was an audio commentary. I I don't think you should watch that. Uh, no, never. Did. The only way Gallo Walkers could ever be entertaining is if you watched it with our audio commentary. That's yes. the only way that movie could ever be entertaining. Oh, <laughs> Absolute Zombie was another one. Um, that, I, 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 that was the worst we've ever had to endure. Yep, that was really bad. Uh, but yeah, Dead uh, Snow is, is the best was, one. Uh, Stall was a review, right? We didn't actually audio commentary that, right? Of what? stalled the guy that was locked in the stall um, during it yeah i think that one was just uh that one was just a review we did although i don't remember watching stalled for some i might have to remind myself though i, I don't think i should but yeah dead snow zamp 146 was one of my favorite and that was a that was an audio commentary we had a great time with it so next episode we'll have an audio commentary and then the episode after that we will do a uh a discussion of planet terror so if you don't want to listen to the audio commentary you can still hear us uh describe our time with planet terror in uh, march and then we will be moving over to uh the return of the walking dead with season 10c and that is pretty much our slate for the next six weeks so hopefully you enjoy that uh lou do you want me to read this email i know you're feeling a little sick and you've got the coffees but i call them the coffees okay i'll read it um this is an email from benjamin Hey guys, I just got into listening to podcasts and yours was the first one. And at the moment, the only one I've been listening to. Thank you, Benjamin. And I freaking love it. I'm a massive zombie fanatic. I've got a million books and movies all about zombies and two short stories written about and one is published. And now I have a podcast. I know they ain't real zombies, but 28 weeks later is what got me hooked. Just wanted to say I'm happy you guys do this. And if you ever need a zombie fanatic on the show, just let me know. So here's my question. Uh, Lou, I'm going to get you to answer this. If a zombie had his back towards you and was facing a mirror and he saw your reflection in the mirror, would he know to turn around or would he attack the mirror? Hmm. I think he would attack the mirror. Yeah. My... Uh, it, de- depends, it depends on the film or, or, mm-hmm. or, or the, the thing. But in most movies, I, I would think that they attack the mirror. In fact, I think in a Romero movie, you see something like this. Where the zombie sees somebody's reflection and not them, and goes after the reflection and not them. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's a Romero movie, but it it, it could be a it could be I could be thinking of something else. But I want to say I've seen this seen that trick before. Yeah, to me it seems like uh, if a zombie were to see its prey, it would go for the closest visual uh, aspect of that. Now, however, if you have, let's say, um, zombies that rely more on their sense of hearing or smell, I could see the zombie turning around and going for the real deal. Um, but a majority of the zombies we encounter with our you know, TV and movies would probably go for the mirror. Um, the, the, the zombies that come to mind immediately when I think of not going for the mirror but going for the person would be um, the Last of Us zombies, you know, because they're they're sort of... They're based on uh, 
sense of smell and and and, and sound and stuff. Um, the runners are sort of based on visuals as well, but they feel like they were they were more sort of uh, able to to see through that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think a majority of them are kind of empty shells and would would probably attack the mirror. Uh, good stuff. He also has a couple other questions. Um, Lou, I have no idea, but do zombies see in color or black and white? Um, I would say it's a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. I would say they may see in color, but it's a more muted color. Okay. That would be my guess. Yeah. I mean, cause if you look at a lot of the, the eyes on zombies, they're sort of like glazed over. So I kind of get that. It would be more of a muted, like the anatomy is still there. Right. So yeah, you would, you would think they'd see in some sort of muted color. They'd have to see through those like really thick um, contact lenses they used to change their eye color, probably. So, probably that. Um, have you guys ever played Project Zomboid? Um, I have not, although I'm looking it up, and it looks like uh, uh looks pretty I cool. We bought it. I, I know I have it. Uh, I thought we both all bought it for the show. Did we? Uh, I know I own it. I don't know if it's that game. I uh, no, I know I own it. Okay. And I know I played it like twice and uh, it was broken at the time and it's still in early access. And that's why I've never gone back to it. It's been in early access as long as we've been doing this show. <laughs> I was just going to say this looks super familiar. It was released November 8th, 2013. And it's still, like you said, still in early access. Um, it looks kind of like a, a little bit like an RTS style type thing. It's, it's like a Diablo. Yeah, like a like an old school RuneScape a little bit. Um, Weird. What I've I've played it. Uh, it was in an early, 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 early state, and when I played it, it didn't even tell you how to play the game. You had to like dig through menus to try and figure out how to play. Um, and I picked up my first weapon and went after my first zombie, and the zombie killed me in one attack. And I went, okay, I'm done with this game. I'll come back when the controls make sense and they have a tutorial. Yeah, and I, and I thought that I would come back to it when it wasn't in early access, um, and I think I bought this back when it was like back in 2013, if not maybe early 2014, and it still isn't. They still aren't out of early access, and it's it's being um it's being heavily supported. They as of this recording, they even had an update on February fourth, which is today. Like they literally posted an update today. I think they're doing yeah weekly updates on their blog, so it's very much still an active, actively developed game. So project Project Zomboid, yeah, it's uh, I've never never played it, um, but maybe uh, maybe there's some some chances in the near future of us playing some some zombie video games but uh yeah thank you so much benjamin for writing in you can do so uh by emailing us info at zombies podcast.com like benjamin did you can also interact directly with us on the discord go to the zamp discord bit.ly slash zamp discord and if you like the idea of us playing some games i'm pretty sure there's a patreon goal that we have that will have us play games so you can go to patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast that uh our patreon allows us to do such thing as rent necropolis so you know that sort of stuff uh it, it goes right back into the show pays for hosting domains software all that fun stuff it allows us to do such things as this 
No, that's not a clip. What am I doing here? Oh, this. Incoming bad zombie joke. Yeah. So if I had a zombie joke here, that would have worked a lot better. Um, but yeah, it allows us to do some really cool stuff. So you can support the show there. Uh, visit our, our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. You can uh, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. And if you want to, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, myself at rmurphy and Lou at busyzombielord. And a shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can find more of his stuff at joelduggan.com. This has been Zombies Ate My Podcast. Lou, leave us with a nugget of your knowledge. You can skip Return of the Living Dead Part 4. It's okay. We watched it for you. Yes, we did. Yeah. I would advise you to get out of here, young lady. Get out of here! Caroline, get out!